At least I looked at it this time. Welcome to Namely 90s. The podcast that takes you back to the time before smartphones, Google, and Y2K. Join your hosts as they relive the pop culture that shaped a generation and the parts that many people wish they could forget. Listen in to the conversation about how the decade defined those who spent their childhood there and how it shaped them as adults. So, turn down the grunge and dial up the internet. Let's get started. It's time for Namely 90s. That's right, you're listening to Namely 90s. My name is Andrew, and over there is Brandon. That's me. You can find this show online at Namely90s.com or on Twitter and Instagram at Namely90s with a 90s. You can also find the show on YouTube every Monday at Namely90s.com slash YouTube. And finally, if you'd like to support the show, head on over to Patreon.com slash Namely90s, also with a 90s, and get signed up for one of the support levels. I realized as I was doing that, I should take a breath. <laughs> uh, was, are you like, why? I don't know. I feel like I have a light chest pain from my dinner of Taco <laughs> Bell. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm feeling mine from two days ago. Oh, boy. Um, so I had the Mexican pizza for the first time. Mm-hmm. As did I. First of all, they didn't cut it, <laughs> which made it very complicated <laughs> to eat. <laughs> No, no, the line, they did not. The line was so long. It took forever. I get home. The pizza is entirely in one piece. <laughs> so um, I just got to say the last two days, it was just like in pre-release to the um, the Taco Bell uh, app. People that use the app on their phone today is the official release of the day that we're recording. So um, you made a terrible mistake going to Taco Bell today. Yeah, it wasn't the best. Um <laughs> So I did that mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I mean, to your point, it wasn't any better than anything else they make, which shouldn't be a surprise considering all of their food uses the same ingredients. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Leslie. But um, no, it was pretty good. And then I had some tacos, the chips and cheese or something though. I'll tell you what you had uh, that uh, chips. And, no, cause I prefer, um, I prefer the nacho fries when they're here. Oh, well, they're not mutually exclusive. Let me just say, but um, it's the same cheese. though. It's the same cheese, but the nacho fries are gone now. So I just go with the chips. They were there yesterday. Oh, yeah. The guy today asked and they were like, yeah, we don't have nacho fries. So get effed. There's actually (laughs) a point in the last two days where you could put nacho fries in your your Mexi pizza. (gasps) What? Yeah, I I wasn't able to because. Uh, both of the Taco Bells by my my by me decided not to uh, accept app orders past 9 p.m. last night <laughs> at their open till midnight 30. That's weird. Yeah. Oh, and then I came home and watched the latter basically quarter of the movie, the X-Files movie uh, fight the future, which actually isn't the name of the movie, but people call it that. Is this the first one or the second? That's the first one. That is the uh, that's the first one, yeah, the, the one between yeah. between the fifth and sixth seasons. So, and, and you did that because you fell asleep watching it the previous night. No, I actually stopped it last night because I got tired and went to bed. Mm-hmm. I actually did the responsible thing for once in my life. Why would you start the movie when you know you wouldn't make it through? 
I didn't know for sure. Mm. I got to, I realized I was tired. So that when the scene changed, I was like, I don't have the energy for this. I'm going to bed. So I did. Nice. I guess that's responsible. Yeah, I know. Usually I just be like, I'll just watch this pass out and then try watching it like the next three nights. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's what's going on here. Uh, what else? I am going to the musical Hamilton in two Ooh. days. Wow. And we won't get to hear how that went for two weeks. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. I mean, it's Spokane Hamilton, so that's going to be interesting. Is it Spokane Hamilton or is it? Uh, it's Spoke Hamilton. T- Ooh. <laughs> Spoke Hamilton. No, it's, it's not like it's a traveling Broadway. No, thing. it is the Broadway one. I'm just, okay. I'm just It's not like the local Everett Washington rendition of cats that not I had yet. to sit through once, which is horrible. It's actually my first show with my wife going going to a musical. Wow, it, that's that's an adult milestone. Well, um, I did take my high school girlfriend to one, which I think she's still bitter about. Kayla, that is. Uh, uh because <clears throat> she had never gone to a musical with you. With me, I'm an avid consumer <clears throat> of the performing arts. Uh, yeah. If performing arts <laughs> consists of teenage boys hitting each other with sticks. Or just rewatching the same old crappy 2000s shows I've watched for like years and years, then yes, I'm really into the performing arts. Uh, I, I, I like me, I, I like, uh, I, I like me a, a musical or an opera if I if I have the opportunity. Um, there's, I've been to a couple operas at, uh, in Slow uh, at the Cal Poly Performing Arts Center. Um, I don't think I've been to a musical out here. Oh, speaking of California, mm. uh, I keep meeting people from the Central Coast. It's really bizarre. Uh, how so? Well, through my job as a veterinarian. No, how is it bizarre? It's just, it's like a very specific place. And then why in God's name would you move to Spokane? Oh, hey, when are you moving? <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> like why, when it, why in God's name would you move from there to Spokane? Seriously. Uh, well, so while San Luis Obispo seems somewhat liberal literally five minutes outside of the like core of this town is super conservative so everyone here thinks of the godsend that is idaho because of their uh conservative views and non-lib uh having ways. <laughs> non-lib having yeah. yeah i don't know it's it's weird but uh anyway like Here my my um very sure like the person the girl that cuts my hair her her parents are moving to Idaho she has family in Montana like like you but do I was like um, I mentioned it was like oh my friend lives down there he went to school there and and just stayed and they're like yeah that's true that, that happens to a lot of people I was like okay why did I say fucking anything sorry <laughs> there's do you use the e tag if I say it with such enthusiasm. I mean, if we say it two more times, we probably should throw okay. it on. It's like Jesus. being on FX after 9 p.m. What? <laughs> Just uh, you, you went you went there real quick. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry. You, sorry, you, sorry. you know, you know what? You know what didn't have an e-tag? Our two year anniversary special. What I was reacting to is like, why? What? This is exactly why we don't talk to strangers. <laughs> like. Because you say stupid stuff and then they say stupider stuff. It just makes it feel like a piece of crap, you know? I like, mean, okay. I'm pretty sure you just described small talk. Yeah, which is why I never get my hair cut. 
It's, anyway, you skipped a beat there. Um, but for the listeners and viewers, if you keep mm-hmm. seeing me turning to my right, it's because my recording computer took a giant dump right before this, and I had to switch all of my recording over to the other computer, which is to the right of me. So that's what Andrew is very uncomfortable not seeing my face for the first time in 127 yeah. episodes. But it is uh, making me really conscious of my current neck beard, which is sort of gross. But which they won't see unless you keep turning to your I can't rights. help it. Oh, dear God. <laughs> um, plus, I can't see your lovely background, which looks like the. The it looks like some sort of swingers club. <laughs> Is it, a, is it a Star Trek ship? It is. Uh, it's the Enterprise D's observation lounge. The Enterprise D? Enterprise D? Yes, that's the next generation Enterprise. Swingers it is not liking your microphone. Wow. No, it is not. Anyway. Um, but all things that even if you are a viewer at namely90s.com slash YouTube, you can't see. Uh, because my background is most definitely something different. <laughs> oh, I thought that was uh, what you were going with. Okay. No, this is just to mess with you because you can't see me. And now every time you look over, there will be a different. Well, background. my background is a door and half of a moving blanket. So, which again, that. no one can see. That's well. That's why I'm being so descriptive. It's blue. It has tan stitching in a chevron-like pattern. It looks uh, as if he's stolen it from a U-Haul that he was renting. Uh, Harbor Freight that I bought it from. Thank you, sir. Gotcha. Anyway. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, uh yeah, the, the two year anniversary, that was a long one. <laughs> That's what she said. Why don't we just get into the episode? Okay. <laughs> okay. Why don't you tell us what was going on? Oh no. In May of 1990. Uh, in May of <laughs> travel back to, I don't know how to do this part. Travel back with me listeners, if you will, to May of 1990 on the 2nd. Kay Panabaker is born. Do you know who Kay Panabaker is, Andrew? Not a dang clue. Uh, she played Debbie on Phil of the Future. Uh, do you know what Phil of the Future is, Andrew? You know, I don't. It was uh, it was a Disney Channel show when we were kids. I like, I know the name, but that's about it. It was like Lizzie McGuire era or like pre-Lizzie McGuire era. Um, she's a retired actress. Her sister, Danielle Panabaker, uh probably currently best known uh, as Caitlin Snow on the Flash TV series. Uh, on the 12th, Nora Dunn, cast member, and Sinead O'Kana, uh, musical guest, boycott SNL to protest the host uh, for the episode of SNL that week, Andrew Dice Clay for being a sexist, racist pig. Uh, and it ha- this- So you're basically hashtag me first is what he was the first one. Uh, no, kind of. So, so essentially, Andrew Dice Clay is known for his act where he is like over the top sexist and racist. Mm. And uh, they just last minute dropped out <laughs> protest. Yeah. And, and to clarify my point, I was just making a bad joke. But uh, men have been gross creeps since the beginning of existence. So let's just mm-hmm. keep that in mind. Yeah. It's a good point. Uh, he just really highlighted it in his act. Uh, but it was just an act, man. That's his shtick. Yeah, I feel like that argument just falls apart really quickly. Really quickly. Uh, even in 1990. Uh, and uh, this is the first time SNL used time delay. Or sorry, this is the third time in its history that SNL used a timed delay uh, during the broadcast. Wow. Yeah. 
On the 14th, Sasha Spielberg. Wow. Sasha Spielberg. (laughs) Spielberg. (laughs) Sasha Spielberg is born. Do you know who that is? Um, Daughter of, I'm going to say, Steven Spielberg. Born. And the other lady whose name I forgot. The woman from Temple of Doom. Oh, oh shoot. Um, I'll never remember it. Uh, Steven Spielberg's wife is, yeah, I don't remember. As soon as you say it, I'm going to be mad that I didn't remember. Kate Capshaw. Yeah, I wouldn't remember that. Okay, moving on. Uh, Actually, sorry. They were married in 1991. So this, who birthed this child? (laughs) Uh, moving on. Uh, I think she might be on Euphoria or something because she's been popular lately. Um, oh, Licorice Pizza. That's what she was in. Her, uh, Kate Capshaw is, is her mother. On the 16th, Jim Henson dies of toxic shock syndrome as a result of pneumonia at 53. Oh, I didn't realize he was that young. Yeah. Uh, also on the 16th. Sammy Davis Jr. dies. Do you know who Sammy Davis Jr. is? Uh, the, isn't he the black guy from the Rat Pack? That is correct. Uh, star, star, star of o, the original Ocean's Eleven, or right. one of the stars of the original Ocean's Eleven, alongside Sinatra, uh, best known as for his singing of the song Candyman. Uh, he dies at 64 of lung cancer. Oh. Another lung-related death there on the 16th. Lots and lots of smoking. On the 17th, Cheers star Kelsey Grammer is sentenced to 30 days in jail for a DWI. So can you tell me when they use DWI versus DUI? Uh, Probably somewhere around 2008. Driving while influenced? Driving while under the influence? What? I think it's... Driving while intoxicated. Yes, that's what DWI is. Okay, um, interesting. DUI is under the influence. Yeah. It might be even like a East Coast versus West Coast thing. Driving under the influence of really smart comedy based in Seattle. There is a difference in Texas. DUI is a more serious crime. DUIs are only charged to minors. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah. DWI means driving while intoxicated or impaired. Oh, okay. Uh, anyways, also on the 17th, the World Health Organization, WHO, takes homosexuality out of its list of mental illnesses. 1990. 1990. Well, actually, that's that's probably progressive for them. Yeah, but I feel like you know, a mental disorder, like that's a bit much. I the, didn't the AIDS crisis kind of bleed over into the early nineties. I think it did. Yeah. Like that, I, that, those not, not that they should be connected. It's just in, in the political history of this country, those concepts were related in some people's minds back then Tw- on the 20th. Please dig me out of this hole (laughs) on the 20. You know what I'm trying to say? Sure. On the 20th, the Hubble space telescope sends its first photographs from space. Someone's someone's finger is in the frame. (laughs) You know, if they're (laughs) please cut this one out, editor, if they're promoting uh, AIDS and HIV medication to gay couples during like CW shows, 
it still seems like there's a stigma there. It's only for gay men for some reason. Well, they're at the highest risk for it. Gotcha. On the 23rd, North and South Yemen merged to form the Republic of Yemen. Yemen. (laughs) (laughs) Did Uh, you record my theory that we should be called pronouncing it Yemen? I mean, technically, it's somewhere on our Zoom recording. I could, I might be able to find it. I'm just it. saying. Oh, never mind. We won't, I won't go there. You may, you may have even heard it to, to kick this off. But most likely not. On the 25th, CBS becomes the final of the three major broadcasters to introduce stereo sound. 1990. 1990. Holy crap. Right? Uh, this coming to you in two channel, even though... Uh, that makes it hard for people that only listen to podcasts wearing one earbud. Well, that's why I'm right to complain about like when the X-Files first came on, the sound mm. was super weird and like, like it's like that eighties movie sound where it sounds kind of disconnected from the actions on the screen. You know, it's like disembodied <laughs> and then it gets better. Central Park and follow. Um, I was thinking Ferris Bueller. On the 29th, Boris Yeltsin is elected president of the Russian Republic. Also on the 29th, Ricky Henderson steals a record 893rd base by breaking Ty Cobb's record. Do you remember Ricky Henderson? I do, because I remember he came to the Mariners. Over a decade later. Was that his last season? Uh, Was it? Like yearly? My dad got him to sign something. I think I have a signed Ricky Henderson ball (laughs) somewhere. That I throw around because I forgot that he. But someone stole it. it. <laughs> is that what I. Uh, there it is. On the 31st, the NYC Zodiac Killer, who I believe is a copycat of the original, uh, shoots his third victim, Joseph Ponce. Uh, what a bad I mean, last name. I mean, RIP, but. It could be Ponch. Ponce? Uh, TV premiering ending, well, just ending in May of 1990. On the 7th, we have Alien Nation. On the 17th, we have Falcon Crest. On the 21st, we have New Heart, which uh, we won't talk about later. So it, the ending of New Heart ends up being a dream of a char- of the character from the Bob Newhart show. So the entire ser- four-season series run was just a dream again. That another is a dream. Big F you. Right. On the 25th, you can't do that on television. Uh, on the 26th, Friday the 13th, the series. And on the 26th, also on the 26th, the Tracy Ullman show, which spawned Andrew. The Simpsons. The Simpsons. The reason I mentioned the word ponce is because as a noun, it means in English. Well, English, British. What? British English. <laughs> no, yes. just general English. A pretentious, affected, or effete man, and an Mm -hmm. informal British, a man who lives off a sex worker's earnings. Oh, I didn't realize that. That That wasn't, we didn't insert sex worker there. I just made it sound like it. I didn't Um, realize that was the, um, the, the the English term for, or the Queen's English term for, uh, pimp. Well, are you allowed to say pimp? I don't know. Um, sex worker super supervisor no they're horrible people um and then (laughs) as a verb ask for or obtain something to which one is not strictly entitled i ponced a cigarette off her and again poncing which is he was arrested for poncing on the girl which means you know why why 
Why was the sentence, I ponced a cigarette off of her? That sounds somewhat. <laughs> I don't know. Like, listen, like, this is the that Ox- also sounds like that sounds like assault as well. This is the Oxford Dictionary. Dictionary. <laughs> Remember, both our Scottish and English <laughs> friends listen to this. Let's just say they put the dick in dictionary. Wait, what? Uh, don't say that. Jeez. Also, really I'm sorry. sorry Bad to comedy. Gaz and Danger forgot to send over. I oh, know <laughs> they they guessed this one. Speaking of British fellows, yes. That's a very uh, distinguished accent. English. I think. Uh, I think it's next week's episode that I should apologize on. So, Yo, what, another namely nine days. Quickly, nine days. That, that's offensive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. You know, I thought it would be better for him not to be able to see my face. but uh, That's what she's. <laughs> nope. Uh, she in the box said. office on the 18th, we have Burn on a Wire featuring Mel Gibson and Goldie Hawn. And on the 25th, Back to the Future, Part 3. And in the Billboard charts, number one for May 1990, in from April for the first two weeks, is Nothing Compares to You by Sinead O'Connor, uh, which is followed by Vogue by Madonna for the last two weeks, and continue on for the third week of May 1990. At number three, we have All I Want to Do is Make Love to You by Heart. Number four is Hold On by Wilson Phillips. Number six is All Right. <laughs> Bye. And I, and I didn't complete the title. Uh, number seven is I Want to Be Rich by Calloway. Number eight is Poison by Belle Biv DeVoe. Number nine is It Must Have Been Love by Roxette. Number 14 is The Humpty Dance by oh Digital my Underground. Gosh. Uh, do you like The Humpty Dance? No, I don't know what that is. I don't know I looked it up. Uh, number 15 you can't touch this by seattle uh hip-hop artist mc hammer uh number 19 is don't want to fall in love by jane child number 22 is turtle power by partners in crime spelled with a k uh number 24 is hold on by en vogue and number 25 is do you remember by phil collins love some phil collins i do recognize this song What song? The Humpty. Oh, he likes his okay. oatmeal lumpy. That's a terrible rhyme. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, hey, okay. He just said, hey, yo, fat girl. Are you ticklish? So charming. So charming. And now let's go to Brandon for the Namely 90s Minute. Welcome back to our mid-episode break, Namely 90s Minute. Every week, we look back at a culturally relevant show, movie, or piece of pop culture that probably helps stoke the algorithm. This week, in honor of the release of Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney+, we are looking back at his first chronological appearance in Star Wars Episode I, The Phantom Menace. Star Wars Episode I, The Phantom Menace is the first of the Star Wars prequel trilogy, released in May of 1999. The story follows two Jedi, a master and apprentice, one with a certain set of skills, and the other who chose life. Taken and train spotting are sent to negotiate with the Trade Federation to stop its blockade of the planet Naboo. Of course, negotiations fall through and they end up on the surface where they meet one of the most hated characters in Star Wars history, played by a human being, Ahmed Best, so remember that before you hate on him. He's a human being. They rescue the 14-year-old elected queen of the planet, played by 
Garden State and try to take her back to the Galactic Senate. But they have a quick stop on Tatooine first, where they meet the kid from Jingle All the Way who introduces us to pod racing and the term wizard. Again, before you go hating on these actors, remember he's a person and his name is Jake Lloyd. Not Kira Knightley again, age 14, meets her future husband, age 9, who is also a slave. They win a pod race, take Anakin away from his mother, and get back to the Senate, but not before they encounter Darth Maul, a Sith Lord. After getting no help from galactic politics, they all travel back to Naboo to free the people from the robot army of the Trade Federation. The mighty Thor reveals she is in fact not Pirates of the Caribbean and has been Jane Foster the whole time, pleading to Jar Jar's people to help her fight the droid army. And in an overly complicated final act, Anakin, again age 9, accidentally flies a starfighter into orbit and destroys an entire blockade ship controlling the droid army, saving the Jar Jars from them. Black Swan uses her decoy to trap the Trade Federation leaders to stop the invasion, and in the scenes we actually care about... Schindler's List and Moulin Rouge fight against the double-sided lightsaber guy. But then Ra's al Ghul is killed and Doctor Sleep avenges his master by slicing Maul in half, seemingly killing him as he falls down a shaft, which means you most definitely survive now in the Star Wars universe and show up in future Star Wars projects. <clears throat> Palpatine. <clears throat> and that's Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace in a Naming 90s Minute. More or less. And now, back to the show. Uh, anywhere you want to go? Uh, it's apparently to my right. Um, well, the only thing I know much about is Back to the Future 3, which what I know about it is I know Back to the Future 1, and I know that this is the third one. And that the Back to the Future movies are pretty much the same movie just three times Is this the future one or the past one? The past one. When they so, go back to like 1800s or whatever? 1885. 1885, 20 years after the conclusion. So why am I talking like the guy from the Pace Picante commercials? Oh, wow. Those are fun. Yeah. Uh, you could tell New he's York from City. New York. <laughs> uh, that's New York. Part three is a 1990 American science fiction Western film. And the final installment of the Back to the Future trilogy, uh, you know, Back to the Future, Robert Zemeckis. Um, directing Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, Mary Steenburgen is in this one, uh, Thomas F. Wilson, and Leah Thompson. Uh, you don't get the dad back in, in part two or part three because Crispin Glover was like, oh, I deserve more money for only being in five minutes of the movie. Um, and yeah, so the third one, uh, at the end of part two, which I think is the best, apparently critics think part two is the worst, but part three is the worst. Yeah. Um, at the end of part two, uh, Doc's flying in the DeLorean. They just got the gray sports almanac back from Biff in 1955. Marty lights it on flyer. The lightning storms going off. Marty's on the walkie talkie talking to Doc and is like, you don't want to get hit by the lightning strike or else it'll send you back in. And then the lightning strike hits the flying DeLorean and it goes back in time. And then uh, a UPS man comes and delivers a letter uh, from 1885 uh, in the rain. Marty runs to the dock of 1955 who had just sent him back to the future in the previous movie. And Andrew's already falling asleep. Did they? One. How did they get through the mail? Did they have a forever stamp? It, pretty much, <laughs> except it was UPS, not USPS. Ah, darn! What mm-hmm. can Brown do for you? 
that's exactly what they say because it was product placements. Um, and then uh, they open up the movie and Marty's. They find the DeLorean in a cave. Marty stumbles across a tombstone. This is Doc was do- shot dead like 10 days after he wrote the letter to Marty. So he decides he's going to have to go back in time and save Doc. I do love the novelty, like machine gun shooting scene at the uh, professor in the first uh, first one. The oh, you mean like when the Libyans come and uh, sh- shoot up the the Lone Pine or Twin Pine Mall, depending on which part of yeah. But isn't it, it's a cool thing where you know, like on movies where they're getting shot and they're like, uh, uh, uh. Uh, all, yeah, all the squibs just yeah. come off of them. Uh, yeah, but then you you get to hear Marty yell, "You bastards!" as he dives into the DeLorean, like giving himself away to be shot at, and then dives into. And then, like later, doesn't the doesn't Doc have a bulletproof vest on? Yes, because Marty went back. And but like, I get okay. Listen, bulletproof vests are like pretty good. Pretty sure they don't just like withstand multiple like AK forty seven <laughs> rounds, you know? Or is it like an Uzi or something? Uh- uh no, it was an AK forty seven. Just say what's more like an eighties gun than an Uzi, <laughs> right? Uh, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> but they were they were uh they were Middle Eastern terrorists, which uh was a big thing towards the end of, or mid mid parts of the eighties. Once the Russians stopped being the, yeah, the AK forty seven is one of the most popular terrorist weapons, right? Uh, apparently you can get one in less than a day in uh, Vegas. Um, just a, a one day background check. Yeah, it's definitely an AK forty seven based on this. Oh yeah, uh, he's like waving it around in the uh, like when they show up, like they go over the top, with those. and they still have the uh, AK forty seven in five hundred years, according to the new Halo series. Oh yeah, uh, Halo. That what a terrible, terrible series. What is good is Strange New Worlds. Just gotta get a plug in for that Star Trek show again. Uh, if you're watching Halo and you think it's terrible, you should watch Star Trek Strange New Worlds instead because it's 10 times better. Anyways, back in 1885, Marty meets his great, great, great grandfather, also played by him uh, as uh, I think his great grandmother is played by his mother, played by Leah Thompson. Uh, who I only recently, re- or no, who I, who for a very long time, I did not realize was actually young and then wearing old people makeup in every single the thing that bugs me about that is like, if like two more generations have come and gone, like mm-hmm. they're not going to look the same. They get diluted by like half at each breeding. The question is, is, is Marty just like inbred from the same parent and, uh, um, like, that seems is, probable to me because Archie's parents like his parents technically if his grand if his great 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 grandmother looked like his mother they his parents could be like fourth cousins oh that's okay uh, i mean society society societally fine but no, actually the, there's really no risk of increased birth defects like if it's your second cousin or beyond i think Mm-hmm. And actually, your first cousin might actually be okay. It turns out I heard like a report on that. <laughs> Very in depth report that I studied. Behind no, um, <laughs> it's probably on NPR. I don't know. Uh, uh, part three was produced on a $40 million budget. 
Um, it came out six months after the previous installment of part two. Uh, and it was the sixth highest grossing film of 1990, making $246 million worldwide. Yeah. Um, there it is. It's a good movie, but like going from like a futuristic movie to a Western it's a little jarring. Yeah. The thing about time travel movies, they have that potential to go to any time frame, mm-hmm. but yet it like kind of muddies the waters because, you know, time travel, very high tech, very technological, mm-hmm. but then juxtaposing that against the background of an 1885 wild West is just uh, something that sounds like a good idea on the surface, but in reality just sucks. Yeah. I, I, the fun, the fun part about like, the Bad Future Part Two is that they travel to 2015, the far future, 2015, um, where we had flying cars and hoverboards. And you remember 2015, right? Like it was before COVID, so it's it's hard to like really remember what happened. But uh, like I I still remember my hoverboard. I just think it's car. unreasonable to think that in 30 years, like everything's going to be flying and like be flying well, you know, like that's just not how that works. It's not even a generation. Yeah. We didn't even manage to get, uh, like good hybrid cars until well, like TV was first came about for consumers in the fifties. Right. Mm-hmm. And now TVs are still around and they're like really good and they like get better occasionally, but they're kind of at the pinnacle of their goodness. So to expect that all of a sudden you just be able to hover everywhere after like 30 years is a little out, outrageous. But made for made for good moving. Uh, Jim Henson. Uh, he was the creator of Sesame Street. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, well, uh, Muppets. I mean, technic- yes, but he uh, he technically did create Sesame Street. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, Those- I always said Sesame Street was separate from Jim Henson. Uh, they are, but they were create like they are. So are they Muppets? They, Not really. They, they were created by the same people that made Muppets, but they're not in I the Muppet remember. universe. Mm, I I want to say no. Are the Ninja Turtles Muppets? No, but they were also created by Jim Henson's uh, Creature Studio. So I see your point. Um, our Sesame Street. Muppets. Everyone's a Muppet. Uh, Which is a British mm. insult. They are Sesame Street Muppets. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. But they don't so, overlap. Not really, no. Because they're the Sesame Street Muppets are owned by PBS, or I guess technically now HBO. And uh, the the Muppets Muppets are owned by Disney. Yeah, UK informal Muppet, a stupid person. Which they always say Moppet. There's such a way they pronounce Moppet. God, this is really terrible for our English speaking. Sorry. Well, you listen, listen. He's going to say pronounce things correctly. No, uh, I mean, again, email us. They invented the R, but they can't say it. Anyway, they didn't actually invent <laughs> you the, mean R. the R. The R. Ah, uh, um, is in a w w w w. Yeah. Ah. Are you at the dentist? Ah. Oh. Okay. Sorry, uh. guys. We say a lot of stuff really <laughs> dumb too. So really dumbly. 
No. Like that? In, uh, yes, indeed. Yes. Okay, so uh, we talked about Jim Henson a little bit when we talked about Muppets Tonight back in episode 48, I want to say. Uh, so let's just focus on his dying of pneumonia real quick. Uh, he appeared on the Arsenio Hall show on May 4th, 1990. That was his last uh, televised appearance. Um, he told his publicist he was tired and had a sore throat, but he thought it would go away soon. Uh, on the 12th, he traveled to North Carolina with his daughter, uh, to visit his father and stepmother. Uh, they went back to New York city the following day, uh, and he canceled a recording session that had been scheduled for the 14th. Um, his estranged wife came to visit that night. Uh, he was having trouble breathing when he woke up around 2 a.m., and he began coughing up blood. Um, he told his wife he might be dying, but he didn't want to take time off from a schedule to visit a hospital. Um, that might be the fatal error there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Two hours later, he was agreed to be taken by a taxi to an emergency room. Um, after, after Shortly after being admitted, uh, he, was, he stopped breathing and was rushed into intensive care. And uh, the x-ray image showed multiple abscesses on both of his lungs as a result of previous bacterial infection. Uh, he was placed on a ventilator, deteriorated over the next few hours. Um, and although the medicine killed off most of the infection, it had already, uh, the infection had already weakened his organs, and he died at 1.21 a.m. On, is that the 16th? 16th. Uh, oh, and sad. yeah, uh, Dr. David Gelmont announced that Henson had died from streptococcus pneumoniae. I don't know if I said that one right. Close enough. It's bacterial pneumonia or it causes bacterial pneumonia. Um, and then he reclassifies it as organ dysfunction resulting from streptococcal toxic shock syndrome. Caused by the Streptococcus pyogenes. Pyogenes. A good try. Pyogenes. Yes. I I, I, I can hate OCHEM. Um, it's not. Nope. That's, like, that's or, microbiology. Oh, I, I don't take microbiology. That's okay. Um, let's see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure stress doesn't lead to like severe bacterial pneumonia. Well, so what was going on around the same time is uh, Disney was trying to, I think they're trying to buy the Muppets or they bought the Muppets, um, like the, the Muppet Show Muppets. And um, he was like, he didn't, because he already gave away Sesame Street, so he didn't want to like, he didn't want to get, get rid of the Muppets too. And, uh, yeah. Um, to be clear, stress can suppress your immune system and could make you more susceptible to infection. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, on his funeral, we might have talked about his funeral, or maybe I just watched too many documentaries on Jim Henson. Um, but they, it was like a big memorial service uh, that was, I think it was televised. Uh, it took place in London. Uh, Harry Belafonte sang, Turn the World Around. Uh, Creators or other voices came on stage, Big Bird, uh, and uh, sang Kermit's song, Being Green. Uh, and because um, Kermit was voiced by 
Kermit was voiced by um, Henson, I believe. So it was kind of a funeral for Kermit. <laughs> That's I don't know sad. why I laughed at that. Ha ha! Ha Muppet necking. Know your meme. What? Yeah. I hate the Frank internet. Oz. Frank Oz is there. Uh, speaking of the internet, or not the internet, but things you hate, T-U-R-T-L-E power. T-U-R-T-L-E power. T-U-R-T-L-E power. P-O-W-P-O. Ninja Turtles. Uh, on the half shell, they're the heroes for in this day and age who could ask for more. The crime wave is high with mugging mysterious. All police and detectives are furious because they can't find the source of this lethally evil force. This is serious. Go give me a quarter. I, w- I was a witness. Give me get me a reporter. Call April O'Neil on this case. A <laughs> you better hurry up. There's no time to waste. We need help like quick on the double. Have pity on the city man. It's in trouble. We need heroes like the Lone Ranger when Tonto came pronto when there was danger. They didn't say we'd be there in a half hour because they displayed turtle power. Go ninja, go ninja, go. Wait, no, this is the original uh, rap, yes, isn't it? first movie now our ace reporter was hot on the trail determined to put these crooks in jail she spied the bad guys and saw what happened but before she knew it she fell in the trap and got caught that didn't rhyme (laughs) yeah she was all alone with no friends and no phone now this was beyond her worst dreams because she was cornered by some wayward teens headed by shredder they were anything but good misguided and loved they called him the foot (laughs) <laughs> they could terrorize and be angry youth, and they'd mug the people who needed proof. Then from out of the dark came an awesome sound, shouting cowabunga as they hit the ground. This feels like it was the night before Christmas. <laughs> it does. <laughs> from, from the field of weeds, the heroes rescued the flower because they possessed turtle power. Turtle power. T-U-R-T-L-E power. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Oh, wait, wrong song. When you stand for what you believe in and find the strength to do what's right, that's turtle power. Heroes on the half shell, they're on a mission. When there's a battle, got the enemy wishing they that they stayed at home instead of fighting these ninja masters with moves like lightning. They were once normal, but now they're mutants. Splinters. The teachers, so they are the students, Leonardo, Michelangelo, Donatello make up the team with one other fellow, Raphael. He's the leader of the group transformed from the norm by the nuclear group. Raphael is not the leader of the team. Yeah, but group rhymes with goop. (laughs) But it doesn't. Leonardo and Raphael don't rhyme with anything in in this. Pizza's the food that's sure to please. These ninjas are into pepperoni and cheese. Back to the story that's not hard to find. Ninjas, not just the body, but of the mind. Those were the words that Master instructed, but a letter from Shredder has Splinter abducted. That was the last straw spring into action. God, this is so long. Step on the foot. Now they're going to lose traction. Now this is for real, so you fight for justice. Your shell is hard, so you shout. They can't dust off. They can't dust us off like some old coffee table. What? That doesn't. <laughs> what? They didn't even use the word able to rhyme with it. 
Since you've been born, you've been willing and able to defeat the sneak, protect the walk, fight for the rights and your freedom to speak. Now the villain is chilling, so you make a stand what? back to the wall, put your sword in your hand, remember the words of your teacher, your master. Evil moves fast, but good moves faster than light shining for your illumination. That's the full quote. That's yeah, you can't rhyme the first part of the quote with the previous sentence and the second part with the next sentence. Good versus evil equals confrontation. <laughs> so when you're in trouble, don't give in and turn sour. Try to rely on your turtle power. T-U-R-T-L-E power. T-U-R-T-L-E power. T-U-R-T-L-E power. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in that times four. So four, illumination and confrontation are not a rhyme. No, they are not. Like just having a T-I-O-N <laughs> at the end doesn't make it rhyme. Illumination, confrontation. I guess it has a full Asian. Um, Raphael is not the leader of the that. group. But this one had good pizza in it, right? It wasn't like gross looking, like really limp pizza. Yes, but also it was Domino's, so I don't. Yeah, Domino's like, had a bit of a glow up in recent years, too. Domino's made sure that their pizza looked good on this film. No one made sure the pizza looked anything at all on, on the other film. And we're taking that one to the grave. Any any other thoughts on Turtle Power by Partners in Crime with a K and a Y? Why do they do this to us? That's my question. Uh... Why would they say Raphael is the leader? Because it established the rhyme that they needed. That's the thing. There was no rhyme. Like it was mutant students team Raphael. I know that, like I know that rhyming is supposed to be done on purpose, but this was so like purposefully obnoxious that I hated it so much. Was it? Was it because Leonardo, Michelangelo, and Donatello end in O? Like is that so? They grouped those together so that What's Raphael that was Reginald. Oh, Raphael. Sorry. <laughs> The leader is Reginald. <laughs> Reginald the turtle. <laughs> he has like a, a, a monocle. And, we should uh, make a very, a very proper uh, Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Reginald Barkley. Uh, These are all dog Blunderbuss. names. Blunderbuss. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's funny. It's basically like a shotgun with a trumpet horn at the end. <laughs> And the leader, Gonorrhea. And that's it for this week's edition of Namely 90s. Wherever you can find new <laughs> episodes out every Monday, check the episode description for this week's supplemental Spotify playlist curated by yours truly. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Namely90s90s or find our personal accounts at Bishwitty and at NamelyAndrew and tell us what you want us to talk about on future episodes. If you'd like to support the show, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Namely90s, also with a 90s. Finally, you can also contact us through our website, Namely90s.com. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, T-U-R-T-L-E, Power, Deezer, TuneIn, iHeart, Good Pods, and wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Brandon. That's Andrew. And we'll catch you next time. I'm a freak. I like the girls with the boom. I once got busy in a Burger King bathroom. <laughs> yes.